This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Happy place, happy place, turf more, turf more. Is that a happy place? I'm not sure. <laughs> This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. 
Good evening, fellow Fox fans. Uh, played that start a little bit arse round tip there, but uh, you got the idea. Welcome along. It's Monday night. It's seven o'clock. It's the normal two games a week. Week this week. Um, but it's back to league action. How are we feeling after Sunday? <laughs> I think the uh, league title was always sort of kind of out of our grasp. But is the top four out of our grasp now? Are we going to struggle to keep the top four? Pundits are saying, well, we've been invisible all season. Three games coming up, Burnley, Brighton and Sheffield United. Three must-win games, surely. You know, if we can't win those, no disrespect to the clubs. You know, we are in the top four. We should be beating them. It starts off on Wednesday with a kickoff against Burnley. And Turf Moor. Happy place, happy place. Turf Moor, Turf Moor. Is that a happy place? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who will it be a happy place for, though? The Clarets or the Foxes? And is it a happy place for the Clarets at the moment? They're not having the best of seasons. It's the Opposition View show, and we are going to be talking to Joe from um, Burnley podcast, Turfcast. It's available on Twitter. Search him out there and uh, have a chat with him and have a bit of banter. Let's bring him in and say good evening to Joe. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, Chris. How are you doing, mate? Not so bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, less said about the weekend for both of us, the better, though. Eh? <laughs> I think so. Is it not such a happy place at the moment, Turf Moor? Uh, well, it'll always be our happy place. Uh, depend- yeah. it, it doesn't really matter on results, does it? But in terms of picking up results, then not really. Um, uh, we should be out of sight by now in terms of the relegation battle. Um, we've re- Our last three home games have been Brighton, uh, Fulham and West Brom, and we've had three points out of that and that's not good enough. Burnley of the last few seasons would have won at least two of them and, and, and been knocking on the door of mid-table but for whatever reason this season um, we're not managing to do that so fingers crossed we can make it an happy place again on Wednesday. JB, good evening, thanks for joining us. Um, I think we need to freshen it up and change it round. What with? We were talking before, weren't we Joe? And it's like our tea ladies versus your cleaners at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we, we've got a few injuries as well. Admittedly, not as many as yours, but your squad, again, as we were saying off air, your squad is a little bit deeper than ours, so yeah. you can cope with a few injuries. I think you're at that level now where you probably are struggling to cope. We were yeah. at that level. We might only have two or three injuries, but because we haven't bought a first-team player for about four and a half years now, then you know we're really onto the bare bones of it. So, yeah, it's going to be um, the battle of the walking wounded, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, I think the the medics will have a, 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 a better time than the players will. I mean, I'm not sure on yours. We'll talk, come to yours in a second. I mean, these, these are our injuries at the moment. You know, we've got Perez, Pratt, Justin, Madison, Barnes and Morgan all definitely out. Uh, Evans is being assessed uh, for Farner. I doubt he'll be back. And even Vardy, where he's got a 75% chance of playing, you must look. I mean, under normal circumstances, you must look at that and think, "Great, that's you know the the backbone of their squad out." But what what what's your injury situation like? Uh, well, we've got Johan Berg-Gudmundsson. He's injured, um, so we're having to play Josh Brownell in right midfield, who's not a right midfielder. I love Josh Brownell; he's been fantastic in the middle of the park, uh, but he's not a right midfielder at all. Um, Chris Wood has just come back from injury. He played 20 minutes at the weekend, um, so he probably will play, but is he fully fit? No. Um, Charlie Taylor as well. 
Uh, he, he's been back for a few weeks, but again, he's not fully fit and he's making mistakes. And and it's not even a case of now where we are, where we are just playing square pegs in round holes, having to put people that clearly aren't 100% fit. Charlie Taylor is a brilliant left back, and he was very very poor against Tottenham uh, on Sunday. Um, Eric Peters is out. Um, Jay Rodriguez, um, he, again, he's had a few injuries recently. Mate Vidra, he's had a few injuries recently. Um, Ashley Barnes is definitely out. Ashley Barnes is definitely out. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Like I said, there's not as many as yours, but as soon as we have two or three injuries to first team players, we're having to play people that are like at 50% fitness or play people out of position because, like I said, we just haven't been backed by the board uh, for the last few seasons. And because of that, now we have um, no squad depth whatsoever. And it could ultimately, ultimately uh, be something that sends us down. But again, I'm sure that's something we'll come on to. I mean, we didn't buy anybody in the January transfer window. I think you were the same. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to sort of judge the owners at the moment, certainly our own, not only because obviously we, we, we love our owners, but they're in the travel industry. And at the moment, that's kind of just totally wiped out. Yeah. But you, I don't think you did much in the summer, if anything, did you? No, well, we've not done anything really for quite a few seasons. Um in terms of an actual signing where somebody's brought in to slot straight into the first team squad, mm. we, haven't, we, we haven't made a signing like that since we bought Chris Wood. I think that was three and a half seasons ago now. Right. That just shows that, I, I, honestly, it's been ridiculous. We bought Dale Stevens in the summer. That doesn't count. Uh, you know, a, a Brighton, you know, Brighton reject. He's not, he's coming, he's not done very well. Admittedly, he has had a couple of injuries. He's not had a good run in the side, but from what I've seen mm. of him, it was just a, a signing just because we lost a lot of players in the summer, so another backup signing. Uh, we did buy Josh Browner last January, uh, and I have starters who really like Josh Browner, like I said, but again, he was brought in as backup for, for Jack Cork and Ashley Westwood. I would probably play him ahead of them two at the minute, but we don't really have that luxury with not having a right midfielder at the minute. Um But the right midfield's been an issue for, for years, honestly. For years, Burnley have been saying that Burnley fans, should I say, have been saying that the right midfield has, has not got enough quality there, there's not enough depth there. And for some reason, every single year, they refuse to do anything about it. And now we've been put in this position for pretty much the last okay. year and a half. Even Jeff Hendrick was playing right midfield last year. So the sounds are there last year. But yeah, it's one of them. Obviously, we've just changed owners. So I don't really want to criticise any owners too much because I don't really think they've had enough time to do anything. But uh, the previous owners, uh, in terms of bringing people in, have got a lot to answer for. But at the same time, they did a lot for us. But I think I think the out market, uh, the market just outgrew the last owners. Um, our thing used to always be buying people from the championship, like we bought Chris Wood, we bought Charlie Taylor, yeah. um, Andre Gray, Matej Vidra. We're buying these sort of players for like your 10, 12, 15 million pounds. Ben Gibson's another one. Um, and then bringing them in and, and in some cases selling them on, Andre Gray, Michael Keane. Um, I know we bought, we bought him actually from Man United, but it's a similar sort of thing, a younger player up and coming, that sort of vibe. Um, but now, because of the likes of Aston Villa and Fulham and Leeds, all now in the Premier League and all have a lot of mm. money, they, they tend to also buy these decent players of the championship. So it's kind of forced us out of it. We can't afford to compete with Leeds. We can't afford to compete with Aston Villa in terms of transfer money. So when teams like that are buying Ollie Watkins for £25 million and Matty Cash for £15, £20 million, pounds, then, then we've unfortunately been priced out of it. So hopefully the new owners can get us back in it or they're going to have to do something different. But yeah, it's, it's a lack of squad depth uh, that, that is the reason why we are 
down to the bare bones at the minute. Not not so much injuries, but the injuries have highlighted the lack of squad depth. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, or oh, saying good evening to Rob there. Um, evening, guys. Good time to play in the Foxes. Well, under normal circumstances, possibly. Um as you know, I mean, I think I think we said when we were chatting uh, on, on Twitter at the start. I I spent twenty five years in Burnley. You used to go down yeah. to watch Burnley, not as a not as a fan. I've got to be honest with you, but because it was local team, and um, we we had some good. Uh, I remember some second tier tussles between between Burnley and uh, and Leicester. I remember the Chris Waddle years. I think you were known as Burnley Nil. But yeah, um, the Chris Waddle years are not something we look back on with fond no. memory. But but uh, yeah, unfortunate news brought yesterday. Obviously, Chris Waddle's assistant was Glenn Roder. Obviously, Glenn Roder passed yeah. away yesterday. Yeah, his yeah. family. Um, but yeah, the Chris Waddle years are not something we look back on very fondly. We nearly dropped out of the third tier under Chris Waddle. I think we survived on the last yes. day of the season. <laughs> but <laughs> I, mean, were, I think it was 97, 98 Chris Waddle's uh, year. So I right. was. Yeah. I was ten, so I don't remember it. I remember it. I don't remember it too well. I, I took my kids along, and I said, because I said, remember that. Although I'm from Leicester originally, I travel. I ended up in Burnley, say for twenty five years, and and my kids were born in Burnley. I remember saying to the boys, like you can, uh, you can support Leicester because your dad does. I'll let you support Burnley because. It's your local team, but you're not supporting Man United, Chelsea, or yeah. or just because they're on telly. Although I did spend um, I did spend uh, about eighteen months working at Blackburn Rovers, but I don't think I should mention that. To you. No, you're not, no, no, especially yeah. when especially when you come to my podcast later. Definitely, definitely <laughs> don't mention that. <laughs> but I remember your owner being Harry Garlic, who was like to me, he, he owned you know a few shops locally, and uh, you Is say this back in the day, Is this back now? in the day, sorry. Mm. You got new owners now? Yeah, we've got new owners now. We've got some American uh, Americans um, from ALK Capital. Um, it's not right. a company I've heard of before, um, but it's a company uh, that runs um, sort of like a, a, Brent, a Brentford or a football club that uses stats-based scouting. Um, mm. And ALK Capital are a company that provides these stat-based scouting. So right. there's a few teams in the MLS that do it. Brentford do it. Whether they're or not they're going to bring it into Burnley, probably you would think so because it is what they do. So you, you would imagine yeah. so. Um, I don't know. It's like the old-fashioned lot of us would say, "Oh, it's, that's not the way to do it. Get down and, and watch the lads and let them know if they've, you know." Because stats, obviously, I, I'll agree. Stats don't tell the full story. No, um, no. but it's worked for Brentford. Uh, it's worked for yeah. a few MLS teams. So who knows? They might not want to do it, but. Um, but yeah, we've had no owners since January. I think they were announced on like January the first or January right. the second. Um, so they couldn't really do anything to be fair in January, they weren't there long enough. Uh, the, the new chairman, Alan Pace, who's obviously an American lad, he ended up contracting coronavirus like two or three days after he landed in Burnley, which is just typical because it was like the highest place in the country at that point. That is just typical, isn't it? Um, my yeah. missus is literally just recovered from it. Today's the first day that she's allowed back out of isolation, that's the second oh, time she's had it. Be all right. Yeah, she'll be fine. I, I've not actually physically had it, but you would think I've had it and just been asymptomatic because obviously I've, she's had it twice. She works in Royal Blackburn Hospital, which is oh. a local hospital. So that's yeah. obviously where she's picking up from, we, we presume. But but yeah, he's it, it, coming, it is my point. Sorry, I digress. He's coming and he, and, he, and he started on that the 1st or the 2nd of January, got coronavirus, and then so he's had to isolate for two weeks. So uh, we can't really complain that he didn't do much in January, but I think summer's massive, especially if we lose, lose Tarke, because obviously you boys have been interested for quite a while mm. now. 
And uh, there's even rumours that Tottenham Hotspur could be coming in with £50 million bid for Nick Paul. So if we lose them two, in the, it, 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 there's a big job on at Burnley in terms of rebuilding the summer regardless. If we lose them two, there's a massive job on yeah. in terms of rebuilding at Burnley. I mean, I can say, I, I, I can remember... You know, many years we were both in in the second tier, but we we sort of kind of have the upper hand since we've both been in the in the Premier League. But looking at the last sort of five fixtures that we've played, um, you know, we, you you've beaten us once, um, and that that was at the end of last season. When to be totally honest with you, Rochdale could have turned up on the doorstep and beaten us, but um, we, we we seem to have got this sort of daggers over you at the moment. But you know. You, I think, were the second or third game in the season. That was a hell of a game. Six goals. Yeah. I, I, take, I take that on Wednesday, I'll tell you. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you got, would. I'm sure you would. I, that, that, was, that was actually our first game of the season. I think it was your it second. Was. It was. It, but yes. it was our first. Because um, yeah. we were we were supposed to play Manchester United on the first day of the season. And hmm. I can't remember the reason why. Something to do with being in European football. But Manchester United and Manchester City, they were allowed to start their season a week later. Um, yeah, but obviously, because yeah. we were supposed to play Manchester United, on the first day of the season we had to start hours a week later so that was our first game of the season and we had James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee both out um, mm. so that's I, I, I'm going to say that's why you score four, scored four goals obviously we, we just conceded four goals at the weekend with James Tarkovsky and Ben Mee there um, Tarky uh, he didn't look interested um, Charlie Taylor was very poor we were just horrendous uh, yesterday mm. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously, I'm sure we'll get onto that. But yeah, going back to the first game of the season, well, our first game of the season, yeah, well, I think we actually took the lead, didn't we? Or, or, or it ended up being 1 1. We ended up scoring quite early. Sorry if my memory's incorrect there. Let's but, just have a, uh, have yeah, a look. Chris Wood 10. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember t- we took the lead. I remember thinking, like, surely we're not going to beat Leicester with, with all these injuries. Um, but yeah, th- fingers crossed, we'll be a little bit more um, solid at the back. Yeah. Than what we were on the first game of the season, and than what we were yesterday. I mean, we don't we don't really tend to concede four goals at Turf Moor, so I, I would I would presume that we will be a lot more solid at the back. Um, but yeah, we had inexperienced Kevin Long and youngster Jimmy Dunn uh, at the back for that game, and, and I think it showed we were very very poor um, defensively. Um, the two goals there that's something that we've really struggled with this season. We struggled putting the ball on the back of the net. That, that's why that's where we're going wrong this season. We're just not scoring goals, um, and it's not the forwards' fault either. There's just no creativity whatsoever in the middle. We're not even creating chances. Like you look, you look back at um, the West Brom game. Obviously, we've just played Tottenham, so the West Brom game was the game before that. Uh, after that, sorry, West Brom uh, went down to ten men in the first half, and I know, it, I know it's more difficult because they tend to sit back. But it's it's then it's on you to to break them down. Leicester one hundred percent would break a ten man West Brom side down. Of course, they would. So, but Burnley, Burnley didn't even have a shot on target. They didn't even have a shot on target against 10-man West Brom. This is a West Brom team who have conceded the most shots on target in the Premier League this season, and we didn't even have a shot on target against them. It was an absolute shambles. We have been very, very poor for a few games. We were brilliant against Crystal Palace uh, early in February. And I think at that point, we went 12 points clear of Fulham. We were in 17th at the time, still are, to be fair. Um, and we were all going, ah, you should be all right now. But since then, Fulham have pretty much won every game, apart from at the weekend. And we've lost every game and been shambolic. Or, well, we've drawn a couple, obviously, the West Brom and the, and the Fulham ones. But, yeah, that's a problem for us, putting the ball in the back of the net. So seeing that Burnley 2 there actually fills yeah. me with a bit of joy. It's been a while since I've seen Burnley 2. Well, if you're going to score any goals, it's going to come against Leicester. Because Chris Wood, obviously ex-Leicester player... Um, always likes to score against us. Um, yeah, he does. Um, 
I can remember. Uh, I can remember actually at Turf Moor in the season when we when we went up, and I was up, and I was in the uh, hospitality section because I used to, because I, I used to live in Burnley, used to work for the Burnley Express, and they invited me back up. And I remember Chris Woods pushing, let's say, let's say shoulder barging your defender out the way and scoring a great long range shot shot in off the bar. I mean, to me, Chris Wood, and at the moment, if Vardy doesn't play. We always say we we almost don't score, but we had Madison and Barnes who were scoring for yeah. us. They're both out at the moment. Inacho isn't prolific, although he's, he's got a, a couple recently. But you know we, we've got the problem now. Where are our goals coming from? And to be quite honest with you, I wouldn't have minded Chris Wood still being in our squad. Chris Wood is a bit of a anomaly with Burnley fans. I love him. Uh, he's had a poor yeah. season. I will put that out there right now. He has had a poor season. Um, but I love him. Um, he, he has been our leading goal scorer for the past three seasons. I think mm. he scored 14 goals on every single occasion in the Premier League. Um, but for some strange reason, Burnley fans seem to prefer Matej Vidra at the minute, who's not really done anything in the Burnley shirt. Uh, mm. The problem is where a player like Chris Wood is... It, it looks a bit... Um, how could I put this politically? Like It looks a little, little bit... Like, like a donkey when he's playing football because he's tall, he's dangling, we're pinging balls up at him. Sometimes he'll bounce off his chest because he's under pressure or he can't trap it. And then the people just criticise him. It's just people that... I, I don't like saying this sentence because I feel like it's a little bit um, sort of like... Um, Egotastic, if that is even a word. But it's yeah. people that don't really know football, in my opinion. It, how can you how can you criticise and slag Chris Wood off when he's been our most prolific goal scorer for the past three seasons? Yes, he's having a poor season. He is entitled to have a poor season. He's had a few injuries, but you know we're not creating. That's the problem. We are not creating chances in midfield, and, and the recent games have highlighted that. And what I have kind of enjoyed about Chris Wood's injury is I do feel like he was a little bit tired. I felt like he needed a break because he wasn't playing football very much. Um, and I feel like he needed that break. And he's, and he's had an injury, and before the injury, admittedly, he missed a couple of sitters. Um, but be, be, before that, we haven't really been creating much chances, but the chances that he did have he missed, but it's one of them that Chris is a victim of his own success because he, he would have put them chances away so easily in the last couple of seasons, but this season, for whatever reason, he's just not been on the ball. Um, so it's been good to see, in a way, him have this break because Burnley fans were criticising him left, right and centre, slagging him off. Me and my friend Simon, who do the podcast together, um, were defending him for, for what pretty much all the points that I've just said. He yeah. has been the leading goal scorer. In my opinion, he is still our best striker at the football club easily head and shoulders above all, all 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 the other lot um but it's been good to see him because everyone's been crying out for Mate Vidra to start and Mate Vidra has done absolutely nothing in these few games so now people are starting to realize that maybe it isn't Chris Wood maybe it is the midfield um because we've we've played Ashley Barnes we've played Jay Rodriguez and we've played Mate Vidra in these last few weeks while Chris has been injured and none of them have really had a sniff all right we were fantastic against Crystal Palace which didn't help the anti-Chris Wood agenda. Um, but since then, I think a lot of it's sort of like falling into place and people are starting to realise that, yeah, the midfield's got a lot to answer for and they need to start creating chances. But it's good to see that you said you'd want him back because obviously Leicester are a very good side knocking on the door of the Champions League and the fact that you would have him at, at your club shows 
uh, a lot to me because I, I see comments from Burnley fans saying, well, none of our, even one today, they literally landed on Turfcast today, like not, none of our four Premier League, uh, four strikers are anywhere near Premier League quality. They're all probably mid-table championship quality. I'm like, Chris Wood is not a mid-table championship striker. Get a grip. It's just, it's just, it's just um, like I said, because of the way he plays football, People, for whatever reason, don't tend to like it, but the stats speak for themselves on Chris Wood's, uh, in Chris Wood's case, should I say. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're never going to get away from this. Good evening, Lee. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should have been on earlier, Lee. We, we, we played, Jordan we played North has got a lot to answer for. <laughs> All right, Lee, how's Emma tonight? This is a private joke here, Joe. <laughs> how's, how's Emma? Is she, st- is she relieved it's over yet or have you not started? Are you ready to service her? We'll go. I'll tell you about that off air, mate. I, I, I thought it was about a car. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, I think every club has a player that um, you like to pick on. For, for us, it, last season, it was Ben Chilwell, which, you know, people were moaning about him. And yes, he wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong, but he was an England left back. But, you know, going back to Chris, Chris Wood... The problem with any striker over the past seven, eight, nine years even is whoever you were, you came up against Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Jamie Vardy had come into prominence. I mean, you know, when we started our first season in the Premier League, uh, Chris Wood, I think he was, actually scored our first goal in the Premier League against uh, against Everton, I think. Um, but then Jamie Vardy played against that Man United, when we played Man United, beat them 5-3. And since then, obviously, the rest with Jamie Vardy is history. And when you look at a player that cost us 30-odd million from Man City and Acho can't get in regularly because of Jamie Vardy, this is the problem. So, you know, we've let players like Chris Wood go. Um, Kramerich, who's banging them in for Hoffenheim and, and is possibly going to, to Munich. You know, the, the strikers... I've always had that problem. Oh, I'm up against Vardy. Oh, I'm up against yeah. Vardy. Whether he would start or not, I don't know. But you know, I, I certainly yes, I, I would love him in the in the squad at the moment because as I say, I think he'll always get you know nick nick, nick you a goal. Yeah, it's, uh, thankfully he's back. Uh, he came mm. back against West Brom, so I, I think it would be silly of Dash not to start him. I thought it was silly of sorry he didn't come back against West Brom. He came came back against Spurs, yeah. um, but it, it, I thought it was silly of Dash not to start him against Spurs. Um, he is by far and away our best striker. Um, I, I will die on that hill. I'll happily die on that hill. I, I yeah. say it every single week on the podcast, and people criticise me. And I think every single week I, I'm sort of like pretty, even when he's playing poorly. Um, I'll still I'll still sit there and say it because you're allowed to be out of form. Even someone of the quality of, of Jamie Vardy's quality has been out of form at points. You know what I mean? And and like you say, obviously, uh, Chilwell last season. I think you just said, didn't you? So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 one of them. I will happily die on that hill. And and yeah, thankfully he will be back. And I think what we need to do now is we're at the part of the season now where there's what 15 games left, probably less than that. Yeah. Um, we are still looking over our shoulder. Fulham are starting to pick up points. Thankfully, Brighton and Newcastle have fallen off a bit of a cliff. Uh, Sheffield United and West Brom are gone. Um, I know I know West Brom won at the weekend, but they're, they're not coming back. Uh, no chance they're coming back. So, them two are gone. So, we're at a stage now where we just need to stumble over the line. Um, 
It's just even if perfect analogy will be sort of like a, a marathon runner who's knackered, yeah. who's just done twenty six miles, and you just need to get to that that last point, whatever there is in a marathon. Um, yeah. You just if you have to crawl over that line, you will get there with bloody knees, and that's what we need to do. We need to get back to basics, get Chris Wood up top, and against Crystal Palace, we played a lot of really open, expansive football. If you just watch our goals, it was just incredible. It's not the sort of stuff that people associate Burnley with. And I think we've we've tried to carry that on since then. Um, what we need to do now, get the two battering rams up front and just bully our way to safety. That's what we need to do. People can complain or they want and say, oh, it's anti-football, but we're not interested. It's just a case of getting to that 35, 36, 37 yeah. point mark that we need to do. It's... It's not been the season that we wanted it to be. We finished 10th last season. Out of the last three seasons, we finished in the top half. We wanted to do that again. I've still, I still want to see Burnley win a trophy. And again, I know a lot of people are sort of like criticise when I say like that. Burnley winning a trophy. Well, exactly. But obviously, it's become, it's become, obviously that has made you into a big club now. And people yeah. never used to really see Leicester as sort of like a big club. And now people are talking about you potentially replacing Arsenal or Spurs as the big six. This is what these sort of things can do for you. And I think we need yeah. to take the Cups more seriously. I know it's it's a bit of a, a, a myth that the big clubs don't take the cup seriously because they didn't used to like 10, 15 years ago. But if you look back at the recent winners, they do now. So I'm fully prepared. It's very, very difficult for Burley to win a trophy. But I'd at least like to see them try rather than just giving up against Bournemouth in the fifth round when you've got a perfect chance to get to the quarterfinals or against Lincoln uh, a couple of years ago. So... Yeah, it's not been the season we wanted, but we just need to need to bully our way uh, to safety. I think you know, and, yeah. and 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 like Stephen says, there just just get your just get the battering rams up front because even yeah. if it's a case of just playing for set pieces and trying to nip one off a set piece, if we win one nil on Wednesday, I, I won't I won't care if it's the most boring game ever that the Premier League has seen. Could be a good battle between Woods and uh, Soyun Chu. <laughs> I mean, we 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 struggle against teams that batter us, but uh, haven't. One thing I wanted to pick up on then, it, it's a theme that when I do these opposition view shows every week, it's a theme that's coming from every single team, including including Leicester. And, you know, the consistent answer or the consistent problem is inconsistency. And I know that's probably the wrong, you know, wrong way of saying things, but nobody's, I mean, Man City now are on an amazing run. Go yeah. past Man City, but even they had a bad start. We put five past them at their place. But no team, you know, we're the same as you. We can go out and we can beat Chelsea 2-0. We can beat Aston Villa 2-1 playing like uh, Barcelona. And then we go to Slav you know, host Slavia Prague, host Arsenal, and no disrespect, we, we, we play like Rochdale. You know, it, <laughs> there isn't the consistency there. You know, and you, you just, you know, it, it's hard to predict any game this season. Yeah, it's it's just been like you said off air or at the start. I can't remember. It's it's been such a strange season. There's so many weird results. Like look at Villa beating Liverpool seven two, and then they came to Turf Moor not too long after it and got beat three two. Like yeah. we don't score three goals, um, and then all of a sudden we're scoring three goals uh, and, and keeping Grealish and Core pretty quiet. Obviously they scored two goals, but quiet enough not to beat us. Um, but it's it's yeah it's been a strange season. I think obviously the coronavirus pandemic hasn't helped that. No. It's just been yeah. ridiculous in terms of injuries because, like we said earlier, there's been no pre-season. It's going to get worse next season for me because we've got straight after the Premier League season. There's a Euros, and straight after the Euros, there's probably what two weeks break, and then they're back into pre-season. They're back into the Premier League, and then not long after that, I know it's all a bit up in the air because of the Qatar World Cup being in the winter, but then. 
After that, you're gonna have a weird. <laughs> yeah, after that, you're gonna have pretty much your season straight away because now it's yeah. it's gonna be 2021, 22 after that, isn't it? So it's gonna yeah. be uh, the season just before the World Cup, and then you're gonna have to get ready for the World Cup in the next season. So the season's gonna be brought further forward. So it's uh, for the next few years, it's all gonna be like this. There's gonna be injuries galore. Harry Kane's probably gonna end up retiring at the end of this because he's he's gonna be knackered. <laughs> he gets overused. <laughs> All the time, doesn't it? See, but honestly, the, the best thing that Jamie Vardy did for his career was retire from England. And as an England fan, and I, yeah, no, I, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people don't like following England, but I, I, I do. I'm not a big fan of the style of football they have at the minute. I do think it can be quite boring. But uh, I, I went to, you know, I went to the Euros recently, and I went to um, um, what Rick called the Nations League finals and stuff. So I do yeah. like that. So it's, it, it is a shame as an England fan to see Jamie do that. But um, yeah, I think it's the best thing that he's done. I think. Um, Harry Kane could probably do something like that to to help his career, but I don't think he will do because he knows he's the best that England has to offer. To be honest with you, I think you've seen players... Um, Shearer did exactly the same. He retired early uh, because, you know, he, he wanted to um, prolong, prolong his career. But as I say, having lived in Burnley, I always kind of follow Burnley. There's a little bit of me, and I'm going to be honest here, there's a little bit of me that wants you to go down because I've still got a lot of friends in Burnley and there's the banter there and if we can stay up and you can go down, it's like, no, 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 sort of thing. Uh, but there's always a bit of me that's like, yeah, you stayed up, well done, guys, you know. But I looked at the table and you are so close to danger, I was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's, um, like I said, Burnley from a few seasons ago, would not be in that mess. Like I said, we've just played... Uh, look at the league table there. You've got Fulham, yeah. West Brom and Brighton all underneath us. Our last three home games were against all of them. What Burnley do is when they play teams like that at Turf Moor, we beat them. That's how we get out of this sort of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then and then we do like to pull off a shock away at Anfield and away at Manchester United and a home to Leicester last season. And then that drags us into the top half of the table. Um, do I think we'll go down? No. Um, I think we'll be okay. Uh, am I looking over my shoulder? Yes. Um, if we our next three games are obviously you, then Arsenal, then Everton, uh, then after that, for some reason, we've only got three games in March. I think there's an international break, isn't there? Uh, and an FA Cup weekend. Yeah. Um, so we've only got them three games in March. So after that, we're into April. And if we get zero points out of all them three games, then obviously we will be a lot closer. But um, Fulham have got a difficult run coming up. Um, so, fingers crossed, their results go our way. Uh, they're the main threat, obviously, because they're the team that's currently in 17th. Um, yeah. But Newcastle, obviously, Callum Wilson's injured. Uh, and Brighton, I don't see what the fascination is with Brighton. I don't know why the bookies are so adamant that they'll stay up every single season. Like It was just a couple of weeks ago, um, the Burnley uh, commentator, like the club commentator, uh, it, it's his thing where he puts like the relegation odds on Twitter every week. And it was like Burnley six to one, Brighton twenty eight to one. I was like, they're a point behind us. I don't understand what the bookies are seeing. I work for the bookies, and I, I don't yeah. work on the I don't work on the creating the bookmark side of it. I work no. in the broadcast side of it, but I still don't understand what they see in there. Um, so I don't really see Brighton as a threat. I think Brighton will finish below us. Um, they just can't put the ball in the back of the net, Brighton, and they're they're completely different to us in the sense that they. I'm going to say they don't create, they create chances, but they don't. But they have a lot of possession and they just do nothing with it. So I don't see what the obsession is with Brighton. I think they'll finish below us. I think Newcastle will finish below us. Fulham is the only threat. I think they're the only ones that are in any sort of decent form at the minute. Um, but we've still I mean, got Newcastle to play at home. You're only five points off Fulham, you know. Yeah, it, well, 
couple of games. Like I said, the the saving grace is that they do have a tough run coming up. I don't know what it is exactly. I've just been told that they have a tough run. They've just had their favourable run of fixtures. They played us, Drew, played West Brom. I think that Sheffield United, they beat Sheffield United, and they just played Palace at the weekend and Drew there. So they would have liked probably more points from that favourable run, and now they've got a difficult run. So fingers crossed it is still five games when they come out of that run. But... um, yeah, I, I do. And I'm happy, again, to, to to say this on record. I do think we'll stay up. And I think that's all it is for this season. It's a shame that it's it's gone like this. But I think because of the injuries, because of the pandemic, because of the way everything's gone, um, that's just the aim now for this season. And then regroup and then try and start a normal season again next season and maybe push on for top half again. We'll do what we can for you. Because after you, we've got um, Sheffield United. Uh, we've got Brighton and then Sheffield United. So we'll, we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. Um, you can you can you can get beat against Sheffield United. I'm not bothered. Just beat Brighton, please. <laughs> Fulham beat us at the start, earlier in the season, so any, anything is possible. But going into this, I mean, you know, that, that's the form guide there. Uh, like I said, we'll forget the last two games for both of us. But you know, apart from sort of you know, you win at Palace. You know, the okay, we lost to um, hang on, we we we. we we drew with Wolves, that's it. I can't see them. My eyes are going. Should have gone <laughs> to pick savers. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we're, you look at that and you think we're actually on a good run of form. But we've got yeah. the the, the um, Europa League in there as well. But, you know, you've, you've got sort of one win in five. And that's your problem. Like you say, you've got three draws in there. You need the wins. Yeah, we needed to turn them them games against the teams underneath us at home uh, into just one of them. Just one of them. That would give us a bit more breathing space. We'd have been on seven points away from Fulham uh, and nobody had been really discussing it. Uh, Southampton are playing tonight as well and uh, and uh, they're just, literally just about to kick off, to be fair. And they're, they're just above us in the league. They're just above us in the league. So I, think, I, I do think that with the form that they're in at the minute, I think they could be sucked into it. Do I think they'll have enough ultimately to stay up? Yeah. Um, so that's another one. And we've still got to play them yet down at St Mary's. We've got Newcastle at home. Um, so, yeah, we could really be in trouble by the end of the season. Of course we could. But, um, yeah, it's interesting to see your form there because I, it's, you're only ever as good as your last game is the old cliche. And I, I came into this thinking um, that you were in terrible form just because of your last game. But it turns out and, – and all the noises surrounding injuries as well. Um, but, yeah. obviously, it turns out you're actually doing all right at the minute. So, um, But, yeah, obviously – our season turned around last year. Not as well as we'd want to be. That's yeah. Our season turned around last year at Turf Moor against you. And the specific moment that it turned around was when Jamie Vardy missed that penalty. Or should I say Nick Pope saved that penalty against Jamie Vardy because... That game was all Leicester. And if you obviously if you'd have scored that, I think you I think you'd have won the game. Or should I, it was all Leicester at the start. And then yeah. you missed that penalty. He said we just obviously the crowd was on at the time. We just had a lift. We were buzzing with that penalty and we turned that game around. That's the point that our season turned around. We were very poor uh, in the first half of last season. So who knows? Hopefully Leicester City can be the catalyst for us to turn our season around again. Looking briefly, we'll come on to sort of um score predictions and, and, and wrapping up in a second. But as a, as a Burnley fan looking at Leicester, what what you know, what do you think of our season so far? Are we punching up about above our weight? Are we where you know you you think we should be now as a club? Uh I don't I don't really like that phrase punching above your weight because I think you are where you are based on merit. You are where you are as a club because of what you've done this season, what you did last season, what you've done in the seasons before that. Um 
People always look at Burnley and say, oh, look at the size of their club. They're, they're really punching above their weight. They should be a mid-table mm. championship club. And a lot of Burnley fans included in that. Like, It tends to be like a generational gap with Burnley fans. And obviously you were saying you lived in Burnley um, for 25 years. So a lot of your friends might be of this thinking that I'm about to say. But a lot of Burnley fans are like, just, oh, we should just be happy to, to be in the Premier League. You know what I mean? Like when I'm complaining about getting beat against Tottenham, people are coming back at me saying, oh, you should just be happy you're in the Premier League, young man. Um, but it's, it's, you are where you are based on merit and Burnley being in the Premier League because they deserve to be in the Premier League and Leicester City are, are knocking on the door of the Champions League and, and playing in the Europa League because they deserve to be. And they won the Premier League a few years ago because they deserve to win it. Um, the league table at the end of the season doesn't lie. Um, yeah. So you are where, where you deserve to be uh, as a club for me. Um, do I look at you with a, some sort of like envious? Of course I do. Obviously, you've had a fantastic run um, in the last you know, five, six seasons. Uh, we were sort of like, we had our own little miracle run, obviously, the season after you won yeah. the league. Uh, when yeah. we finished seventh in the Premier League, actually beating you, I remember we beat Leicester one nil at the turf. Um, it, it, uh, three or four games for the end of the season, four yeah. or five games for the end of the season, and that when we beat you that day, I think Claude Puel was still your manager. When we beat you that day, that was when I turned around to my dad. That's when I turned around to my dad and I said, we're going to get you up. That's the game that we needed to win. If you'd have beat us, you'd have closed the gap to like two or three points and we'd have been breathing down our neck. But yeah, we had a fantastic season that season. Um, And I'm just a bit disappointed that we hadn't kicked on from that because you seem to have won the league and you've kicked on from that. Obviously, you haven't won it again, but You've, you've now cemented your place as like a top six, top seven club. Um, and it's a shame that we haven't managed to cement our place as a top half Premier League club. So um, you did have that poor season in there as well, to be fair, when Craig Shakespeare were manager and you were looking over your shoulders a little bit and so you sat in, but they're never really any danger in going down uh, from the outside looking in. Um, but uh, yeah. The same with Ran- Ranieri, to be honest with you. We were looking over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shoulders. Obviously, yeah. The Ranieri season, Ranieri. the season after. I did, yeah. I did forget about that, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I guess maybe you've got a few seasons seasons you've had a few seasons to cement yourself but I think I think mm. you've certainly done that and I do think it's a shame that we haven't been able to do that just yet but um who knows it's been a strange season as we've said so fingers crossed it's just a case of getting over the line this season and then regrouping yeah. again in the summer it, it has, I mean in fairness yeah you, know, you say after we won it that season unfortunately I think we hold the record for the worst defense um of, of the Premier League. I'm sure League. Liverpool have, have run you close yeah. this year. And I'm sure Blackburn <laughs> ran you close in 1996. Yeah, if we finished 11th, I mean, that was the season, like I say, Ranieri had to go. We were literally sort of in the bottom three at one point. But uh, it takes a couple of years, I think, you know, well, it did for us. Uh, but one last question before we go on to the score draws. And it, we mentioned him before, and it's a rumour that won't go away. And I've been trying to get something out of my mates at the Burnley Express and... Uh, they, they won't commit to anything. But Tarkovsky, you know, he's been linked with us for so many years. We've gone out this season. We've bought Fafana. Uh, we've got Soyuncu. Evans is, is still probably in there for a few seasons yet. But the rumours won't go away. We keep getting linked and the stories keep coming back with Tarkovsky. Is he worth what you're asking for him, being honest and taking your claret-tinted spectacles off? Yeah, I think so. You've just got to look at some of the, the, the transfer fees that have been banded around recently. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head to give you an example, but um, sure, I think... Chelsea for 50 well, no, 
<laughs> well, his class. To be fair, I, I, I did rate him. But there's this. Like, if you look at um, some of the like, what's that lad called at Norwich? Cantwell. Uh, I, I know he's in a forward, and forwards always tend to cost more for whatever reason because defenders is just as important, if not more important, than forwards. Um, you look at the price that Norwich have been asking for him. It's just scandalous, and 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 it is nowhere near as the quality of of. Um, of talk, I know the different players, but in terms of like experience, Premier League level experience, England international experience, Tarkovsky has had until Tyro Wings uh, sort of like stole his place. So yeah, I, I think he's worth it. I, I'd say forty million would be good for Tarkovsky. Uh, obviously, Maguire costs a lot of money as well. Um, obviously, and you let him go uh, to Man United. What was it, eighty million pounds? Eighty million. Uh, we, we, we got a good deal there, and we yeah, uh, yes, you did. Do I yeah. think James Tarkovsky is half the player of Maguire? No, um, but are Burnley going to get? Anywhere near that sort of money, no. Um, James Tarkovsky, I think, I think you've done it in the right way. Um, obviously, I, I say you've done it in the right way. It was a case of we just didn't let him go to you last season. Um, but obviously, that's that's a year now less less on his contract. So there, because of that, he's just going to not cost as much money. Thirty million might get him this summer. Um, we'll see. Um, there has been a couple of rumours around these parts that he is thinking about signing a new contract. Um, um, fingers crossed he does because even if he does go to you in the summer then again we get cash more cash because he signed that contract do I think he'll sign the new contract no um, I think he wants to go um, I, I think, I think it could it, depend to be honest with you whether we get Champions League football or not but I remember I think Evans Man, Man City were after him um, and uh, they wouldn't it was West Brom wouldn't sell they didn't need to sell they were fighting relegation yeah. Uh, I think they were offering 23, 30, 25 million for him. You got relegated at the end of the season. We came in and got him for 3 million. <laughs> it was a good deal. But a question here for you from Andy, very quickly. Can Sean Dyche take you to that trophy that you want? I like him as a manager. Yeah, I, I don't see why people criticise him. Like, you look at the job that he's done at Burnley, nobody else of that sort of bracket of a manager would be able to go 23 games undefeated in the championship and win the title to then keep us in the Premier League and then push us on to the top half and get... I went to Olympiacos. I went and watched Burnley play in a competitive match at Olympiacos in Athens. When I when I was growing up in Burnley, and obviously you, you said you lived in Burnley for 25 years... That, that wasn't no way that would have that would have been the stuff of dreams. So can Sean Dash do it? Yes, it's not Sean Dash that's a problem. It's the board with and sort of like a mentality that we have in Burnley uh, of oh just being happy to be in the Premier League. I don't want us to have that mentality anymore. I want us to be happy. I want us to have the mentality of we are here on merit. We deserve to be here. It's time to push on and compete. Um, Sean Dash needs funds. That's what he needs. Will he get funds? I don't know because I'm not quite sure what the new board are like. Um, but I don't see any reason, any reason um, for, for the criticism that Sean Dyche gets. Do I think he will win a trophy in his career 100%? If he goes to a club or he stays at Burnley and we start backing him, I think he will start winning stuff. And I don't know why people criticise him. I've not I've got a clue. He has done so well at Burnley. Um, so well. Look at people, for some reason, put Eddie Howe in a higher bracket than Sean Dyche. Eddie Howe spent... Hundreds of millions of pounds at Bournemouth and got them relegated, but it's okay because he plays passive, attractive football. You know what I mean? And he had like three or four players on 100 grand a week. Sean Dyche doesn't have that luxury. Um, I, I just think it's a little bit, I don't understand why people don't rain Sean Dyche, uh, if I'm being brutally honest, but of course I'm, I'm going to say that. I must admit, as somebody who now lives just outside Bournemouth, 
I can remember when I came down here, and I think this is the thing with um, with Eddie Howe, because, I mean, he was at Burnley for a while, wasn't he? Exactly, yeah. So I, that's, yeah. Why, that's why yeah. I use him as an example, because yeah. I can compare yeah. the two. I've seen them both as Burnley managers. Well, to, be, to be totally honest with you, even with, with relegation down here, you know, if Eddie Howe was to walk through the streets, Bournemouth fans would, I think, quite rightly kiss his feet. I mean, when I came, I can remember the fans stood outside the Winter Gardens with, with with tin buckets and plastic buckets collecting money. They were that close to going out of business. And he took them from minus 17 points in the bottom tier to the Premier League. But, you know, that's Bournemouth. We don't worry about Bournemouth. They're, they're in a division below us now. But uh, give us a score. I mean, we, we do a thing on com, the website that is down at the bottom there, with some ex-players. And we, we do a predict the score league. And I'm saying this at the moment because none of us got it right against Arsenal. <laughs> we, none of us went for a 3-1 win for Arsenal, obviously. So I, I'm still sat at the top of the league. I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, but just together, it's Steve Walsh here has gone 2-1 to Leicester. Ian Marshall's gone 1-0 Leicester. Steve Linex has gone 2-0 to Burnley. Um, Steve, I'm going to have to have words with you. And I've gone, <laughs> for, I'm going to, I've gone for a 1-1 draw because I think it will be a really tough game. Um, we both need the points tomorrow. We yeah. both need the win for different reasons. What What are you going to go for, Joe? It's difficult. I think Burnley are at their best when they're in this type of situation. Um, if, like I said to you, either off air or on Twitter, I can't remember. If we had a full strength squad, looking at all your injuries, I'd be mm. going into this with a lot of confidence and thinking Burnley can nick this one nil. Uh, we need to start Chris Wood. Um, we need to, ideally we'd start Ashley Barnes, but he's injured, and ideally we'd have something a, a bit more creative on the on the right hand side of midfield, other than uh, a central midfielder who naturally comes inside and just ruins the the width. Um, and then that in turn brings Dwight McNeil on the left inside, and it just was far too narrow, and that's just not where our strength. So I'm going to go. You know what? Sorry, I'm going to go one 0 Burnley. I just think with the injuries that you've got. We, we need Jamie Vardy to be injured, let's be honest. Um, no, we don't. We, we do. We need him to be injured. This 75% is far too high for me. It's far too high. I don't like that 75%. But knock it down to 25%. If It depends. If if you had a full-strength squad, I'd be saying 3-0. No chance. Um, but I'm, I'm airing on the side of caution. He loves a goal against Burnley, does Jamie Vardy. I'm airing on the side of caution. I was going to say a 1-1, but I've just... I don't know. I've seen the I've seen the Steve Larnett's prediction and thought, well, if he says two 0 Burnley, I think I can happily say one 0 <laughs> Joe, thanks so much for coming on. Give a shout out to your um, social media accounts. Uh, yeah, so it's just Turfcast podcast. Pretty much on every social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube as well. We're trying as best to to, to push the YouTube more recently um, mm. to try and get up to a, a thousand subscribers if we can. If I know it's a tough ask because we're currently on 350 and it's been going up very, very, very slowly since I started it two years you, you, ago. You and us, we're in the same. We, I think we're on 388. So yeah. Like don't forget subscribe to subscribe to Leicester Till I Die TV and subscribe to Turfcast Podcast. Yeah, that would mean the world. So yeah, you, that's that's where you find us. We do have a, a weekly podcast as well. Obviously, the name's Turfcast Podcast, uh, and that can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and 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 all the Turfcast Turfcast providers, podcast providers. Sorry. <laughs> what have you been drinking? It looked like it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was beer. It's just, I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. It's just a random mm. ale, random ale. 
<laughs> right, Joe. Um, I'll speak to you in about 10 15 minutes when we do the uh, do the yep. turnaround. But thanks yep. for joining us. I'd say good luck on Wednesday, but I wouldn't mean it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but personally, after that, good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Hope you stay up. Yep, thank you. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you uh, next season, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, so. Hopefully, see you next season. Take care. Thanks to Joe there for joining us. Um, like I say, lived in Burnley for a few years, so I'd, I'd love him to stay up. Really, I can say that now. Now he's gone, of course. But um, but no, I think we should, I'd love us to stuff him though on um, Wednesday. We're going to be back uh, tomorrow night at seven o'clock again with the preview show, and we'll be looking myself and Craig and ex-player Steve Linux uh, ahead to the game, and we can ask Steve why the hell he's gone for that. <laughs> score line of wanting Burnley to win. Give us 10, 15 minutes, you'll get us up on our podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor and Google to name but four. Lester Till I Die, that is. And uh, we will be back tomorrow and we will be back at 7 o'clock with the preview show. Guys, whatever you do, stay safe. Let's hope happy it's Happy place, happy place, turf more, turf more. Is that a happy place? I'm not sure. <laughs> Is it a happy place? I'm not sure. I love Anton Deck. You gotta love him. Gotta play it. Gotta play it a lot. It makes me giggle. Take care, guys, and I'll see you tomorrow at seven. Cheers. Now, stay Hello, safe. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify. Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.